along. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. What up? What up? Real Coach JV's back in the building, like Hova said. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, for all you people that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So anyway, lots to dive into, man. You know, it's going to be an uh, interesting one, to say the least. But um, let me let me pay the bills real quick on this Slapdick podcast. Follow me on YouTube. It's, it'll be up on YouTube today. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Comment, whatever you wish to do. You know what I'm saying? Before I get into the quote of the day, got a new sponsor as well. I'll dive into through the middle of the show. But you know, the Slapdick Podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. If you're into sports betting, betonline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets today, during games, or futures for who you think will win the championship. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sporting betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Got a new podcast or a new uh, sponsor for the Slapdick Podcast. Uh, shout out to Balance Seven. Um, I'm gonna get into uh, into that later on. Um, busy week for me, man. Um, as you know, you know, like I always say, man, haters make my dick hard, and I've been dealing with haters, boy. You don't even know. Um, so that's just what it is. It's one of those deals, and um. A lot going on, man. A lot going on. But a quote of the day, man. Haters don't hate you. The reality is they fear that they will never be able to get to where you are right now. Haters don't hate you. The reality is they fear that they will never be able to get to where you are right now. And so what is their recourse? They're, they're, they're bottom feeders, man. Their recourse is to automatically hate. It's called small dick syndrome. I've told you guys over and over and over. That's, that is what it is. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. And, uh, you know, I always used to say, man, haters don't hate you. They hate themselves because they're, you know, they're the reflection of what they want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, they look at me and they'd be like, fuck, I'm never going to be that person. I'll never be him. I'll never do what he did. And, you know, half the shit I did, I didn't ask to do. <laughs> it's called the it factor. Some shit happens. Some shit comes to you easier than others. Some people have to work to pass a, a math test, a test. Some people go show up for the test, and you ask them, hey, man, you got a 99. What, how, how, how long did you study? I didn't study. I was playing fucking video games last night. What? Yeah. I studied for six fucking weeks and I got a 70. Sounds like a you problem, dog. 
Guess what happens? Motherfuckers just start hating on him like a motherfucker. See what I'm saying? Like, people don't get, like, they don't understand how to stay in their lane. They don't understand that it's a you problem, not a my problem, not a we problem. It's a you problem. You refuse to look in the mirror and look at your weak-minded, bodied soul and say to yourself, fuck, I need to do better and get better and do something. Instead of, I just can't be him, I'll never be him, I'll never be her, I'll never be that, so fuck it, I'm going to hate. Get a bunch of people together and hate. So, the title of this show um, is Haters Hate Hustlers. Haters hate fucking hustlers, man. And that's what it is. Haters hate hustlers. I've, I've come to agree or come to like full understanding and in agreement that haters hate hustlers and they despise us. Anyone out there hustling, they despise us because of what we do and how effortless we make it and just different shit. You know what I'm saying? Like people do not understand it um see people think hustle is illegal see that's the that's that's what happens when you face these backwood fucking derelict redneck fucks who's sitting back here doing nothing with no teeth their mama and their sister is the same motherfucking person and these inbred fucks who can't understand anything who drive around all day in these fucking tonka trucks and think that when they see you or face a little adversity and you say, I'm a hustler, then they're going to go, oh, I'm calling mommy. I'm going to the cops. You're illegal. You must be a criminal. You know, that's what happens when you see these motherfucking old blue hairs when they look at black folks. Black folk can have a fucking PhD. These motherfuckers, oh, he's a criminal. He lives in a house in fucking Decatur, Georgia. He can't live there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this motherfucker lives in Beverly Hills. You're not allowed there. Like the stereotype of the pre-assumption and the assumption period of motherfuckers blows my mind. And how much of an ass it makes us is crazy. To work hard with consistency and determination to earn the opportunities that will take your life to the next level. That is how I define hustle. See, motherfuckers think hustling is a criminal act. No. It's a way to earn money in multiple ways. It's a way to be successful in multiple ways. It's to obtain by any means necessary. Obtain whatever it may be. And it's to have the courage, confidence, and the self-belief and self-determination to go out there and work it out. Until you find the opportunities you want in your fucking life. That's really what hustling is. And I don't need to read no fucking papers or understand any of that shit. But hustling is, that's what it is. Like, I don't get why people think that it's some. <sighs> to me, it's the most important word in the fucking dictionary. I'm just going to be honest. That's just what it is to me. Um, you know. And I don't know. That's just how I feel. But who knows? I don't know. That's just kind of 
how I equate hustle. But people don't realize that shit, man. They they want to hate on it and automatically think that that you know it's like he's a criminal. He shouldn't be living here. He shouldn't have that. He shouldn't do that. You know, I always used to say my dad used to say hustling was uh being headstrong and uh vigorously attacking a goal. That's kind of what my dad used to say what hustling was. And uh I agree. But you know, cut my finger fucking open, man. Bad. Uh it won't stop bleeding yesterday. I mean it's been bleeding for a fucking day straight. I've shit damn near stitched it up my damn self. But anyway, you know, high pain tolerance, man, uh, comes from the grind. Cutting comes from getting drugged through the mud. So people don't get like I already beat eight felonies in Kansas, people. And now I got Kansas haters, these old blue hair fucks that are knocking my whiskey line and brand and trying to get it shut off and down and have the distributor drop us in Kansas because they want to rid the competition. So, you know, now that we've got into the story of the show, um, haters hate hustlers. That's the title of the show. You know, these these haters and these bottom feeders, they want 15 minutes of fame. They want to chase clout. They want to grab some attention from some people. So over the past week and a half, people don't really see it until this past weekend, but over the week and a half, so you know, I have a slapdick bullies Instagram, a slapdick podcast Instagram, a slapdick ink Instagram that they've shut down, by the way, Instagram has. This is how fucking crazy it is. Luckily, my management team knew Instagram people got us on the horn, and I've explained to them the whole situation, and they see the calculated attack on my assess, or my character and, this, and all my Instagram profiles. So I got a bunch of theories behind it, but we'll get into it. So anyway, then I got the real coach JB. And then I have um, the coaching one. So I got a lot of fucking ones on there, different platforms, how I earn income, different things I do promoting on Instagram. So Slapdick Inc. is the website or the, is the profile and also the, the website that promotes the whiskey and the cigar brand. Okay. Cigar brand right now is on hiatus. The whiskey brand they're trying to put on hiatus. <laughs> These haters are. But the whiskey is on Slapdick Inc., okay? Instagram, at Slapdick Inc., okay? It's down right now because Instagram took it down because these fucking people made up all this shit. So last week, I want everyone to know the story here on YouTube and on my podcast. I have a young brother that works for me that, that, that handles my Slapdick podcast Instagram only, okay? What that podcast is here for is to stir up shit, not that I'm not controversial already, right? It's to stir up shit to get people to buy in. So the podcast, when I do the actual podcast like I'm doing right now, I have some content or some people that have hated on me or some people that have asked questions. He handles that podcast, Slapdick Podcast account on Instagram. Now, I've had to let him go because of all the hate I've got from this whole situation. And I'm going to explain to it and understand. Remember, I always say when you apologize, you apologize because that's who you are. But you don't change. So people think you apologize a thousand a thousand times 
And then you're allowed to do the same shit over and over and over. You know, I always talk shit about these people that come out and apologize over and over and over. But in theory, you're just a shitbird. You are what you do, not what you say you do. Just so we're clear, you are what you do, not what you fucking say you do. So why should I apologize for shit that I'm already known for? Like slapdick whiskey is my brand. I own it. It's a great whiskey. People love it. It's sold out in the state of Kansas in two days, people. Two days. They bought 40 cases in the state of Kansas from our distillery. The distribution shot it out to about 30 liquor stores in Kansas from the western side to the east. And it sold out in two days without me promoting it at all on social media. Because I didn't even know where the liquor stores were until like day two. So... It's unfortunate I had to do a video on Instagram yesterday about this whole hatred thing and all this hate I'm taking. And uh, obviously it blew up and, you know, Mash and Grape is like a third party, um, basically a marketing company that actually you can buy the whiskey from. So you go to my website, slapdickinc.com. It takes you to a whiskey bottle. You click it. It takes you to Mash and Grape. Legally, you have to use these type of people when you sell liquor. Can't just sell it on my own website, right? Got to use these people. Of course, they want money. And um, they has have informed us that they've taken too much heat from this social media thing, and they dropped us yesterday. So they don't longer, you can't go and get whiskey online right now. So we're working that out. I'm just letting everyone know to relax, give me some time. We'll set up an email on the same website, slapdickinc.com. We'll set up an email. You can leave your email address and contact info, and then we'll, we'll give you some good deals when we get back going online, okay? So if you're in San Diego, you can still buy the whiskey in-house, but right now until we figure out a distribution, because Standard Beverage is a, is a pretty decently sized beverage uh, distribu- distributor in Kansas and other places, they dropped us, even though we have a contract and they've yet to send us a, uh, basically have yet to send us a, you know, a termination letter with cause because basically they took the word of some haters and dropped us. Like, it's unbelievable. But anyway, getting back to the moral of the story, I was telling you I had all these accounts because this how I know it's bullshit. This how I know It was a calculated attack to assassinate my character and rid the brand so the competition don't have to deal with slapdick. Because in Kansas, I might have some haters, but I got a lot of love. And that whiskey sold out in two days. I would like to know any brand of whiskey that's a new coming brand that sold out in a state in two days. I don't know. I doubt there is one. So... Shout out to all my Kansas for all the love for buying the whiskey, man. I hope you guys enjoy it and like it, and I, as I think you will. But, listen, it's a cool bottle. It looks like a football almost. It's called a Sumo. We got a, a, a black matte chrome uh, label that kind of changes with 
when you turn the bottle got my story on the back great whiskey man you can shoot it you can sip it on the rocks take it neat however you want it you can mix it with coke you can make it with some lemon juice and agave syrup and make it called a gold rush the shit is like a fucking unbelievable whiskey sour basically you can do a lot with it great shit you can cook with it got a little sweet hint to it still got the manly fire at the end but if you haven't had it it'll be it'll be near you soon Tennessee's going to carry it in the state of Tennessee, and so is Oklahoma. So anyway, Standard Beverage turned around and bought 100 cases after it sold out, put in an order. We had a meeting on Zoom with Standard Beverage, and let you know how cowardly they are. We have a meeting. They're sitting there sipping my whiskey on the Zoom, telling us how great it is, telling us how they love the story, telling us how fast it sold and how great it is and what a great job and da-da-da-da-da. The next day, subsequently, they drop slapstick whiskey because this lady in Kansas who works at some liquor store called Gomer's, some fucking backwoods, redneck, hick-ass fucking liquor store in Kansas. Johnson County, eastern side, up, up near, I think, Kansas City border somewhere. Gomer's, okay? Go listen to go go into that motherfucker and ask him why they don't carry slap dick. So these motherfuckers send out a, a a letter from the owner. Let me back up. So Standard Beverage dropped us and didn't tell me. So I'm sitting there getting blown up on social media as to Coach, I went in to get your whiskey. They say they don't have it no more. And I'm like, really? So I called my broker in kansas and he informed me that they dropped us and i'm like oh i appreciate you fucking telling me so anyway that was a whole nother ball game so we get to the iron that out bad communication what have you so we get wind that they don't want the product because of all the hate on social media so now i'm getting to why i have so many accounts on social media and getting to the more of the story I have a podcast account, hence the word podcast, slapdick podcast, okay? Any human being that's not fucking basically severely uneducated or has a disability of some sort or just can't think beyond the third grade fucking level couldn't see that it says slapdick podcast not slapdick whiskey not slapdick ink not the real coach jb none of the above it's slapdick podcast where i have this young brother 24 year old kid who reacts to hate and talks shit as tries to sound as much like he can as me on my slapdick podcast account like i said i had to let this kid go because of all this and it's unfortunate so this lady gets on my slapdick podcast account last week monday i believe and started with a picture of the bottle holding my slapdick bottle and basically starts to rip into the bottle the name the profile of the whiskey the entire nine so i i didn't find out for a day and a half 
So she has a bunch of uh, whiskey connoisseurs, bloggers, vloggers, you know, these bourbon um, aficionados that write magazines and articles. Subsequently, they've wrote fucking 20 articles about me now to saying that I'm sexist. <laughs> Just so we know, I mean, how big of a pillar I am for women and their rights and defense of women and people that commit domestic violence and people that do anything to women. How many fucking times have you heard me talk about women in a positive manner and never, never a negative one. But anyway, this will all be brought out when we sue these motherfuckers for defamation. But anyway, these people have accused me of being sexist of all things now. So see, see, when you're a public figure, even though I hate the word because I hate to be one, you're such easy prey. So I, I hate, I, I couldn't imagine the LeBron James and Kobe's and Shaq and Anyone that's these A-list celebrities, like, I could not have fucking imagine and can't imagine the shit they see and face and how many people they have to pay to defend their name and honor. And I've met a lot of these people, and I know it exists, and it's unbelievable that these bottom feeders want a quick buck, quick handout, want to make a quick name for themselves by going after someone that they aren't and will never be. I'm like a C-list motherfucker. Whatever you want to call my celebrity status, I think it's a joke, right? I'm not no fucking celebrity. And people think I'm an actor until they run up on me and get that shit taste slapped out of them. And then they're like, oh, shit, this motherfucker's not an actor. See, they fucking chose to film me in my element. I didn't have a script. I didn't make that shit up, motherfuckers. I am who I am. But I'm the biggest heart, have the biggest heart, care the most about people I come in contact with and even my haters. Like I said, you can make my dick hard, motherfucker. Shit, I got love for you if you make my dick hard. Now, that's my haters. So, you know, my dad, you know, we used to talk about this growing up, man, in, in Compton and being raised by the people I was raised by. And, you know, I had my own hustle definition. And it was always the ability to keep moving uh, forward to keep moving forward, um, you know, <laughs> while we, while we, regardless of how many fucking times you're knocked down or how many times obstacles face you, the ability to keep moving forward, um, regardless of the fucking obstacles and how many times you get knocked down, that's the true definition of hustle in JB's book. You know what I mean? So I'm going to write that down, put it on like a, poster or something the ability for one to keep moving forward regardless of how many times they're knocked down that's kind of my hustle definition because i've been knocked down drugged through the mud and i've always come out on top because of my perseverance and basically just faith man you know walk by faith not by sight you know what i'm saying shit will happen but you know you also can wish in one hand and shit in the other one and see which one fills up first it's about getting shit done and it's a result oriented business in life we live. And if you, if you allow these fucking bottom feeding haters to hate on your hustle, to knock your hustle, to, you know, try to take your shine and glory, then you deserve to be with them because you've allowed them to take what's yours, what you earned and they'll never earn it. They don't know how to earn it, obtain it, generate it. 
They have no, they have no, they sit at these, in these video game chairs, in these big old fat fucks eating donuts, man. They don't give a fuck about you, me, society, nobody. They help no one. But when I tell you the story about the Slapdick Podcast account, you're going to say, fuck, this, this black kid I hired, another black kid that I try to embrace and help because I know how fucked up his life is, got fucked on this deal by these old fucking hick redneck fucks, which pisses me off because they want to assume and, and assassinate people's character. And my name is on the entity, right? So... I can say that this kid did this and all that, but I'm not ever throwing no kid under the bus. So I have to take it on the chin and I have to take it's my name, my brand. I hired him and I pay him a few hundred bucks every two weeks and fuck, you know, I try to help the young kid out. But anyway, I'm going to hire him back just so everybody's fucking clear in some capacity. Don't make mistake, no mistake about it. So Slapdick Podcast is getting bombarded with hate uh, messages. So I'm like, why why is my podcast account getting blown up? So I find out, I call this kid, and I see that it's just going crazy on my podcast account last Tuesday. And he goes, yeah, coach, you know, you know, I just do what we always do. People hating, and I just talk shit back, trying to be like you. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? He goes, I don't know. Some lady starts showing the bottle of the whiskey and starts talking shit about the whiskey. And I'm like, damn, why don't you try it first before you start talking shit? That's what the kid wrote back. And he made a comment basically saying, I love this kid to death, man, I'll be honest. He writes a comment back saying, I'm sure you've had worse things in your mouth or tasted worse things in your mouth. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I'm just going to be straight up 100 with y'all. I think it's funny as shit. All right. These old fucking one-sided minded one track minded fucks automatically think oh you're talking shit because you're jb and it's your brand you're saying that there's supposedly a dick in your mouth or a pussy or a penis or i don't know what the fuck that this broad thought but that's the first thing she needed an in and you know what we gave her an in it sucks it sucks but we gave her an in by saying that this kid didn't know what he was doing he was trying to be like me getting paid to sound like me and talk shit to people who talk shit so the podcast like i'm doing now gets better every week that's what this whole plan was okay i take the blame for it because i obviously own it all right the kid was trying to do what he was fucking told and he was set up for fucking failure so not only am i going to hire him back i'm going to pay him more money and i'm going to help this kid and 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 if it's the end of me all right because he got fucked and i've seen it too many fucking times and then i see it happen all the time but you motherfuckers that fuck them don't reach out and help them at all and i see it all the time well i'm not ever going to let a kid be fucked on my watch and not fix it or correct it so the kid wrote back that statement and automatically this lady gets all these women in the in the fucking whiskey community and all these old fucking weirdo fucking backwoods rednecks that fucking sell whiskey or talk about whiskey and all you got a guy pouring my whiskey out and then you got a guy using a toilet paper roll over the whiskey head bottle uh head and i'm like really are you guys a fucking eight like are you fucking 
I know you can't read, and I know you have no teeth, and I know you probably suck the bottle cap right off the motherfucker with your no teeth having ass, but God damn, are we eight years old? So anyway, come to find out that they are bombarding a podcast account. And I come to do some research and figure out why do they go after a podcast account and not my real verified account, the real coach underscore JB. Why don't they go after Slapdick Inc. account where the whiskey actually is? Why would you do that? Well, it's calculated, of course, because you go after a smaller profile where you know you can get some traction with your community and because if you attack the real coach JB's verified account from the gate, I would have seen it right away and you would have got fucking motherfucked right off the gate by me personally. And you would have had my following fucking talking shit to your soft asses. And you know that and you didn't want to do it. It's funny. Why won't you attack my real coach JB account? Why don't you attack the Slapdick Inc. account? It makes no sense, but it does make sense. See, that's what people don't get. So guess what happened? Standard beverage who drops me, um, you know, uh, mash and grape who drops me. They go by one person's account, like one person's side of the story. And that's the problem with America right now. We believe the first thing we see or hear. You should see the DM hate I have. I have DMs that say, you're a fucking horrible human. I was like, damn, have you met me? <laughs> Do you know anything about me? It blows my fucking mind that people can really judge someone they've never met, don't know anything about, and they're going off of someone that they've met one times how it happened and believe them and jump right into your shit. Get out of their lane into your lane. Oh, I got a bunch of hate mail, bro. I'm telling you, it's crazy. So I'm just screenshotting it and, hey, I'm going to keep it uh, for this fucking defamation lawsuit. Um, That's really what I'm going to do. We're going to sue him for defamation. We're going to sue him for breach of contract. We're going to sue him for a bunch of shit. The fucking lady that wrote this with the first thing on the podcast account last week. I want to let you know who this lady is. She works for this liquor store in Kansas called Gomer's. She also is known by Standard Beverage and helps them sell. It's kind of a pretty much a fucking conflict of interest. If you're a salesperson and supposed to push whiskey, regardless of the brand name, regardless of what it is, you're obligated to push the product as a professional. You get online because somebody told you, oh my God, you're selling that whiskey? Yeah, why? Whose whiskey is that? Oh, man, you don't know? It's this motherfucking crazy asshole from Last Chance You that was happened to be in Independence, Kansas, down the road. No way. Really? Well, I believe you. All right, fuck it. I'll go online and start bashing it. <laughs> That's, in essence, what happened here. Some fucking hater told her who I was, and she stopped pushing the whiskey and now you have now you have automatic hatred um generated in in a matter of minutes 
And now it's gotten so bad because now basically what's happened is I went into defense mode, not only defending my character, but slapdick whiskey as an entity. And this is the culture and the people, this cancer culture and all these different people that we live with now. Um, I'm writing, I'm talking shit right back and eat a dick up. <laughs> That's my response to this shit bird. So I'm still taking it. So, you know me, I'm not ever going to back down from shit. So anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. These motherfuckers are just have nothing better to do. I said, dog, you got to be bad at your life to worry about mine. I don't know any other way to say it about these haters. You have to be very, very bad at your life to fucking worry about mine. I don't know if there's a better way to say it. That should have been a quote of the day, but you have to be so fucking bad at your life that you're that miserable to worry about my life. <laughs> That's why my dick gets hard. That's why I go to bed at night and I sleep like a baby because you motherfuckers are worried about me. That means that just tells you how many weak, soft motherfuckers we got out here that don't want to help anyone else. And all they care about is success, uh, of, of stealing success from people that have earned it. That's what they do. Anyway, this lady goes on and on, and she makes this whole tirade. There's people that wrote articles about me with sexist, with a fucking cross through it. Like, dog, these motherfuckers are making graphic designs about me. Like, do you understand the, the, the work they're putting in for me? Only to find out that the whiskey sells itself because it's better than all the whiskey you sell. You dumb motherfuckers. Do you realize that? So they all, they keep coming out with this. You should have apologized and just been over with it. So see, that's the easy way with it. All these people that assume shit when they really don't know the original story. That's what they, that's their favorite get out. That's their favorite get out of uh, 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 you know, they're, they're getting their, their, their get out of jail free card. That's their, that's their number one. Oh, you should have just apologized and accepted it. Well, how do you know I didn't apologize? Motherfucker. Why are you in my lane? How do you know what the fuck was talked about? So anyway, listen, this is a true story. So I get all this shit going on on my podcast account, which only has like 2000 followers. Like why the fuck are you even on my podcast account? And I get wind of it, I, I attack it immediately, and I take it over to my real coach, JB. And I, I, I wrote a thing on there, I said, why are you on a podcast account, and why are you talking shit on this account? Why aren't you tagging Slapdick Inc. and the real coach underscore JB? Why did you go after a podcast account? They still have yet to answer that question, because they know they're fucking full of shit. I take it over to the real coach JB. I blast them out on there. I straight tell them, listen, as a as the owner of the podcast, the Slapdick Inc., the real coach JB, it's me, Jason Brown. I apologize for what was said and for what you took out of context. But I know the kid meant you should be trying the whiskey instead of talk shit about it because I know you've tasted much worse. How you took it, ma'am, makes me a bit of fucking difference. I give a fuck. You looked for an opportunity to chase some clout, double your followers. And by the way, none of these people are verified but me. Nobody on here is verified but me. 
in this whole discussion of hate. So, you know, I reported it to Instagram. My management team taught me how to do that. Then we get on the phone with Instagram because they canceled Slapdick Inc. account because they took the hate over to that. And so I did a video, and then I had to do some things. And it's like, you know, I had to waste my fucking time to do elementary-ass, third-grade shit to deal with these fucking lifeless haters. Blows my mind. that That's what we have to spend our time on. And it's just these vindictive people that did. They want to rid the competition. They didn't like the fact that Slapdick sold so fast, so well. And it just it's sad, man, that that's the that's the life we live. We live in a motherfucking society that people want to see your downfall instead of your come up. And that's the cold part about this. But that's life. That's what we live now. That's the life we live. I appreciate all the supporters that, have bought, by the way, have came to me. Uh, talking about fuck the haters, it's gonna be. They're obviously hating because they let they 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 you know they can't be you. So I get it. I appreciate it. But you know they got the slapstick whiskey taken offline. They they stopped serving it in Kansas for right now. So we got to get a different distributor uh, distribution company. So any distributors out there you wanna you wanna support the brand, hit me up. Um, you know, CoachJB12 at Gmail you know, that's the problem about it. It's like, it's one of those things, man. It's a, it's a cold, cold world when you're just out to hate people. Because it's so easy for people to just, ah, uh, we'll believe the first thing we see. We'll jump on the bandwagon. We'll start hating. And the bottom line is, I apologize to the lady for what the kid said. You know, I had to let the kid go, even though I didn't want to. And I'm going to hire him back. And I'm just letting everybody know. I don't give a fuck what nobody tells me. The bottom line is the kid wrote that trying to be like me being doing what he was told to do to promote the podcast, to get shit talkers out there to talk. That's what we do because that's what I do. Right. People shit talk to me all the time. But it's funny that people can berate you, belittle you, assassinate your character, talk shit about you in the minute that you bark back. These motherfuckers run to mommy. Crying over spilled milk and talk about sexism. Motherfucker, you better Google me, you fucking bitch. Google my motherfucking ass before you start claiming fucking, start tagging me with fucking names, bitch. I don't even call women bitches, but you're a bitch. Straight up. You have no fucking moral compass. You're a fucking bottom feeder. You want to assassinate someone's character that you know nothing about, and then you want to get a bunch of these fucking following-ass motherfuckers. See, you know what? If my best friend in the world had a beef on social media with somebody, you know what I would do? I'd read the beef. I'd find out what it is before I ever associated my name with that motherfucker. I don't give a fuck if he's my best friend in the world. I don't give a fuck if it was my mama. Because all you have is your word, your integrity, your character. Not your mama, your daddy, your brother, your, your homie, your best friend, your partner, your acquaintance. None of them. So you've never seen me motherfucking tag along and say yes. Just say that's, yep, that's it. When it ain't the truth or I haven't looked into it to make a fucking judgment call. I'm going to turn over rocks and find out the real 
before I comment on a motherfucker that ain't in my business. If it ain't my business, I don't want to be in your business. But guess what? A million motherfuckers followed her to the left at the stop sign. And that's how many followers we have in America. And guess what? You're just creating more of them. See, leaders create more leaders, not more followers. See, I would have stopped that shit right there and said, ah, dog, you wrong, motherfucker. I ain't getting involved in that. Hey, JB, could you use your name and talk shit to this motherfucker? No, I cannot. Is that now? I don't have a dog in the fight. I stay in my lane. Too many people don't. And they don't know the story. They don't know I apologize from the gate. They don't know that they took it out of context. And I tried to explain to her that's not what we were talking about. There's nothing sexist in my body. And you know what it is? Is you got these community, these these wine and whiskey community of females who think that they are now the big shit, and that this ain't no man's world. This is our thing. Listen, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't say it's a man's world, but in this business, you need a man to do everything that you just accused me of. <laughs> so how is it not a man's world in the business if you fucking need me to? distribute to package to carry to move to do all this shit and it's not a man's world to create to use the likeness to use my brand to use whoever's brand how many whiskey women own a brand i just want to know but all i've heard is this is uh, misogynistic uh, You're sexist Motherfucker I defend women more than your fucking ass does I don't give a fuck If you eat pussy girl It don't make you fucking better than me And it don't make me a sexist <laughs> These motherfuckers got me fucked up man It's unbelievable But anyway I don't apologize for shit I didn't do wrong don't apologize. Apologizing means you admitted to being guilty. I didn't do anything wrong. Not one fucking thing wrong. Oh, he's an egotistical motherfucker. He don't apologize for anything. So let me make this straight. I have to apologize for shit that I didn't do. That is the soft ass world we live in. I need to come out and apologize for something I did not do. After the fact, you came out to assassinate my brand and I come out in defense mode defending it. And now I'm the asshole and you're scot-free and you got people writing letters on your behalf of how this is shouldn't be bullied. This is bullying online. This is this and this is that. Well, bullying online is you showing my bottle talking shit about my brand, bitch. And all you bitch-made-ass motherfuckers following her? That's bullying. I didn't come after you and saying you're a shitty-ass salesman. You came after me the first time I ever saw and you talk shit about my whiskey, you fucking cunt. So shut the fuck up. You motherfuckers can't live in reality. You live in motherfucking la-la land. I don't give a fuck. You deserve the words I'm calling you because you're a bottom feeder. This is how you live and operate. You fucking pissed the wrong one off. I'll see your bitch ass in court. Now, moving on. Now that you know 
what the whole thing is about. You take your own judgment and run with it. I know what I am. I know what I do. I know how I am with women. I know how I treat women. Ask my players. Did I allow them to call them bitches? Ask my players. Did I allow them to catcall? Ask my players if I allowed them to go in their dorm rooms. Ask my players how I treat my daughter, my mother, women in general. Before you start assuming, motherfuckers, why don't you find out the truth? Sexist, racist, all that shit with a cyst on it is the least of my fucking character. That's the least of what I am about. I defend all the time. I promote all the time. Women, minorities, small business, anything that I know gets fucked. Basically, blue collar. And if you ever heard me say different on anything, any platform, from Last Chance You to any podcast, let me know. Because you know it ain't true. You know I've only defended and honored women and minorities and any other fucking thing that gets fucked over every day by the government or these fucking hillbilly fucks. So don't go trying to attack my character. And yes, she's a fucking bitch. Period. You don't, I'm not apologizing. And then you don't get no get back from that. You came after me to assassinate my brand because you can't fucking fathom that it's sold out in two days in a state that you live in and work in. Lady, I'll be back in Kansas <laughs> because they can't hold a hustler down. The ability for one to keep moving forward regardless of how many times they get knocked down is the fucking definition of hustle. Kansas loves me too much, lady. You're going to be fucking, you're, you remember this, you'll always need me. I'll never need your motherfucking ass. And when the whiskey's on fire and everybody wants it nationwide and your fucking gomer ass fucking liquor store wants to put it back in, motherfuck you. No. You reap what you sow. Remember, shit comes back around. Just remember that. So, this has been just a podcast to, to let you know what's happened over the week in JB's life because I've been gone for a week. Also, you know, the NFL preseason started, and just talk a little sports here. You know, Max Kellerman and Stephen A., you know, these two fucks. You know, the cold part about it is they come, to, Max Kellerman came out today and basically said that, <laughs> basically said that. The quarterback class of this year may be the best of all time. Of all time. Now, if you look back at my podcast and you go back into what I said, who did I say the best quarterback in the draft was? Did you guys know? It was Zach, wasn't it? I said it was Zach. And if you look at the game and, and all the games and you see him with the Jets and you see the, 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 the delivery of him and the arm strength and the velocity on the ball and the placement of the ball, he still is the best in the draft. <laughs> I'm just telling you He's older He's more mature The motherfucker is Poised beyond belief And he's got some nuts And I told you that motherfucker's in ball You got Trevor Lawrence talking about He's in a quarterback controversy You got fucking uh, You know I told you the second one That was going to have the most success Was who? Mac Jones he looked pretty fucking good, fellas. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about Justin. We'll see about Trevor. We'll see about 
Trey Lance. We'll see about all these guys. I want to see him in a real game. Jordan Love, he looked okay. Um, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers was an heir apparent to Brett Favre. This guy's not an heir apparent to Brett, to Aaron Rodgers. There's a difference. Um, this is not the best quarterback draft class, okay? They might be some athletically gifted freaks because the human beings are more athletically gifted than we were 30 years ago. Basketball, football, baseball, athletes in general are better than they were when we were growing up. We understand that. But they have no nuts and guts. That'll never change. And until that happens, you know, um, shit. Um, that was my video. So, I don't know. I, I think there's some decent talent in there. I don't think they're better than the fucking Marino class of 80 fucking what? Three or four? Pretty good class. Sorry. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's some possibility of having some great players in this draft at quarterback. I just don't think it's going to be a great class um, like that at the end of the day. Um, have you guys ever tripped on? Let me do another. Uh, I'm just here to talk with y'all, man. I'm here to talk some shit. Uh, I got a little. I want to do a little. Uh, I got another. Um, I got another sponsor for the Slapdick Podcast, and it's called Balance 7. So I don't know if you have heard, or, um, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. Now, I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015, apparently. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's, a, it's important when working out. I'll always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree with more with Lamar. After watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is we've got a promotion running in Balance 7 right now where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of my smooth skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout to get in the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Balance7.com. Balance, the number 7.com. Check it out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it makes your dick hard or something. I don't know. Go check it out. Um... Anyway, have you guys noticed uh, the government's so fucked up, man, and how this thing operates, okay? I heard there's no way of testing for the Delta variant. Do you guys Have you guys heard this? Have you ever fathomed this? There is no test for the Delta variant. So we understand each other. Then there was a video that came out. Basically, this guy, this doctor, is calling out the CDC saying they're full of shit. Um, basically with all the cases and shit because a case is not really a positive. It's just a test. And they've pretty much scare tactic everybody to so small businesses basically get folded. So that's I'm not into the conspiracy thing and talking about all that. But all I know is the government's so fucked up, I wouldn't put it past them. And this is the point of this story and why I bring this up. I paid off two homes, okay? 
I, I, and I'm thinking about moving now from this house and moving somewhere else. I don't know because the market's so high right now. I've made a couple hundred grand in equity and I'm like, fuck it. Let me get out of here while it's high. But I don't know where I'm going. So I paid off my home in Kansas, bought a new home in Cali. I've paid off, I think, 10 cars in my life or 11. I'm 45. Um, credit score has been shitty pretty much my whole life because I was a dumbass. So my credit score is mid sixes now. It's pretty average shitty, right? The reason it is, though, is because I buy a home and my price drops over 78 points. My, my score, I mean, my credit score dropped like 80 fucking points when I sold a home. Then this guy, the lender's like, oh, no, your credit will go up to the 700s after you buy this new home and you pay off all this debt. And I, got, I had a little bullshit lien for a couple grand and I had a bunch of little bills. So I had to pay off before I could even buy the home that I'm in now. So I did all that. So my credit should have been like fucking seven something at least. Credit goes down to like 500. I call this guy. I'm like, dude, what the fuck's going on? Pay off another car. Get, I get a new car. So I fought back to get the credit back up decently right now, but it's still shitty. And the moral of the story is the government fucks you. And we're fucked on this credit score shit every day. We're getting fucked. How about I pay off a car recently? And my credit score literally the next day dropped 35 points. No bullshit. I bullshit you not. I had to call every single fucking person I could to find out why. 35 points it, it dropped. Now, what sense does that fucking make? So, you know why? Because they want you to put more down payment. They want you to put more money down because of the pandemic is fucking all the car dealerships and the auto industry is so fucked up with all these cars sitting on these boats out here in the, in the fucking off the docks here in California. You can't find a car in California. Like it's so fucked up with even used cars. People are offering more money for a shitty used car right now than they are a new one because they're going to take it in, fix it up, and sell it for astronomical amount of money because they need vehicles, period. I know all this from a guy that owns a few car dealerships that are pretty, pretty prominent guy. He's telling me how the business is operating right now, and it's crazy. I'm like, damn. So... I don't know. It's just fucking crazy. And, uh, you know, I put together a thought, all right? I put together, like, about 20 years ago, the YouTube takeover happened. And people are like, what are you talking about, Coach? Me and my boy went out the other day to uh, eat Saturday night, I believe. And... Again, I already had a podcast about the smartphone and how how couples sit on their phone the whole time and shit like that. And uh, I've been a victim of it or I've been a product of it myself and I hate doing it, right? So me and my boy are sitting there drinking and eating and the people next to us are literally doing it on the phone. The girl, I think it was a first date. The girl, all she kept trying to do was take a picture of this motherfucker, showing him how to do selfies. She was older too. And the dude was kind of like me, and I, because he's right next to me, and he's like, ah, I'm not really into that shit. Da, 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 da. And me and my boy are laughing. And I'm like, man, that's the society we live in now. Motherfuckers just have to take pictures of you. They have to fucking 
she's literally telling him, no, that's the wrong angle. You have to put the phone here. You need to make the picture better. I, I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. If I just met you and I want to have dinner, just sit right here. Let's chop it up and get to see if the fuck before I just give you an Uber motherfucking way out of here. Because I don't, I don't give a fuck about no phone and no selfie. So anyway, I put this together coming home that night because we heard so the moral of the story is this this was all happening and then the bartender gets into it with a fucking two girls at the table and they're arguing and yelling and i'm like damn this motherfucker crazy right it's an unprofessional ass place but controversy is what sells i'm all about controversy so i'm laughing listening and watching me and my boy are watching never ever intended to get on our phone and video it Man, it looked like a straight concert in that motherfucker. There's at least 50 people got their phones out like this, videoing motherfuckers about to fight. And I'm like, that's what life we live in now. Motherfuckers want this. Want to be like, did you go on? Did you check out my story? Did you check out my shit? They want likes and follows. They'll film anything, right? I equate it to 20 years ago when the whole YouTube movement happened. And I don't know if you guys remember, but like, remember bum fights? And remember Kimbo Slice came out fighting motherfuckers in the street and they were filming that shit. And that became like the biggest shit on YouTube. That movement started where we are today. 20 years ago, the whole video and every fucking thing we do started. And then what happened from there? Then you get like the spring break shit. They started selling the, the, the girls taking their titties out. And then, you know, all the shit sells. You know, sex always sold. But now it's even a bigger rate with the fans, fan only or what is it? Only fans or whatever. And you got all this shit uh, that you can instantly have instant gratification and make money and do. And that's the soft world. That was created, and I always tell you, started about 20 fucking years ago. I truly believe that is when the whole, let's video everything, put it out there, let's see if we can make a little money on it, and uh, I don't know. I just, it's a different world. I'm kind of over the world. I'm kind of like, I almost think the world's about to shit on us and piss us out or throw us up. If we don't change some shit. But I wouldn't even be that mad no more man. Because this world is fucked up. And I got to be honest. It's a fucked up world we live in right now. And now we're back in Afghanistan. And you know. Biden pulls out. So she said. And. Fucking Al Qaeda goes in. Or Al Qaeda goes in. Or whoever the fuck it is. But it's fucked up. It's crazy. You know. I don't know man. Go bomb the motherfucking whole place. Like, I'm tired of dealing with the motherfuckers. Like, why do we got to deal with you? Why do we have to send our folks over there to deal with your ass? See what I'm saying? There's always some agenda to some shit. Why do I got to send my brother, daddy, uncle over there to fucking defend your motherfucking ass who sends out little babies with bombs strapped to their chest to kill everybody? Like, why am I defending your sorry motherfucking asses? Because you believe in a motherfucker that I don't believe in? Like, I don't get it. 
But anyway, I'm not into politics and fucking Christianity, Judaism, fucking Catholicism. I'm not into any of that shit. I'm just telling you, you can be a good person and you don't got to claim none of that shit. You could be a shitty ass person and be the biggest Christian fake fuck in the world. It is what it is. And you'll be the first motherfucker apologizing. I didn't know I fell and slipped and my dick fell in this little boy. I didn't know I had to kill you either. But see what I'm saying? But I'm the motherfucker that's sexist. I'm the one that's uh, this person online that's so such an asshole. No, I'm a preconceived asshole because you saw me on a show, motherfucker. And now my whiskey's doing well and you can't handle it. Because I said the word motherfucker and you live in Kansas and you don't like the word motherfucker. That's really what the shit is. I mean, let's be honest. That is truly what it is in a nutshell. And I know for a fact that's what it is. And it's sad that motherfuckers judge you for what you do on a show that they massage to make it ratings. When in theory, if you've ever met anybody that met me, will say, damn, that motherfucker cool as hell. That motherfucker loves kids, helps people, loves women. All the shit that you say I don't do, you meet anybody in person, they'll tell you otherwise. And it's a trip that the people that never met me are the ones assuming and making accusations. That's why... I'm suing that bitch ass. I'm not playing no more. See, everyone wants to talk about suing me and doing this. And I was always that cat that's like, man, suing somebody's a bitch move. Not no more. I'm like, fuck it. I'm jumping in with these soft motherfuckers, man. I'm going to be the biggest fucking suing motherfucker there is. I don't give a fuck no more. I'm like, these motherfuckers, man, have rubbed me the wrong way for the last time. I'm going to start fucking talking shit. I'm going to start calling it out what it is. I'm going to start suing motherfuckers for talking shit. And fuck it. You call me what you want. I give a fuck. I'm so over this shit. So anyway, that is what it is, man. Kind of got you caught up, man, and try to tell you kind of what's going on and all the hatred I'm facing on a daily fucking basis. But it is what it is. So to catch you guys kind of up on some things, man, I got a job offer, okay? I'm not going to tell you much more than that. But it offers and pays pretty decent money, six figures plus. That's just the truth. And I can't tell you much more than that right now, but I just don't know if I'm going to do it. And I don't know if I want to do it. And I don't want to know if I want to uproot and do it at this moment. Um, just know that's in the cards and it's more of a business decision than a coaching one. Um, but just know, man, in the next few weeks, it could be very interesting. Um, but is what it is. So we'll see. Hey man, it's a great day to have a great day. Don't be a fuck stick and a shit bird and don't be a sexist asshole like I am supposed to be. Um, holy fuck hey man much love appreciate all you guys out there man keep fighting a good fight brother and uh remember man hustle
Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see.